Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show, coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends, associate editor of the Diz, Miss Denny Sunderly. Hi there. Dreams Unlimited Travel and real estate agent, Mr. Sean Falk. Hi. And associate producer for the Diz Unplugged, Mr. Corey Biascanaro. Hey, everybody. And uh, before we get into uh, this week's topic, just a reminder, this show, along with most of the other shows we produce, are brought to you by DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. And if you enjoy the content that we produce, uh, especially in this time of COVID-19 and the impact it's had on the travel business, we would appreciate you considering booking your next Disney vacation with us. We, We talk about dining all the time. One of the great benefits of having a dreams agent work on your reservation is they will work with you on uh, coming up with a plan uh, for your dining. And if you'd like them to, they'll take care of making all those advanced dining reservations for you. So uh, that's just one of the many services that our agents provide all at no additional charge. Does not cost you a penny more to use dreams. Uh, We get our pricing direct from Disney. It's the same pricing you get from Disney. But in addition to that, you can have as much or as little control over your reservation as you want, making your own plans, uh, or having our agents do that for you. So uh, it's just a great way to show your support for the Diz, for our team, for the content that we produce, because that's what pays the bills. DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. We would appreciate your support. All right. With that little commercial out of the way. Uh, This week, um, because we are apparently a group of masochists who want to talk about things that we can't do right now because everything's shut down because of COVID-19. So we're going to continue this uh, streak with uh, desserts worth going out of your way for. And uh, this, this was an easy one. This was an easy one for me. I'll, I'll start with. I've got a few on my list. Um, I've got four to be exact because I I could have gone further. But um, the first one for me um, at the Flying Fish, one of my favorite restaurants in all of Walt Disney World, located at the Boardwalk, their tasting of artisan cheeses um, is on the dessert menu, but could be an appetizer as well. And I've done that. Um, uh, Robiola Bocina. A Croton, a Thomasville Tommy, I think it's pronounced, a Smoky Blue, and a VSOP Gouda cheese um, for $16. And it just, I mean, it's its supposed to be for two, but I love cheese and I would eat that by myself. That is a dessert worth going out of your way for. Uh, the Vanilla Creme Brulee at Chefs de France is another one. Um, it's one of the dishes that they do really, really, really well. It's $11. Um, and I've never heard anyone tell me they didn't love that, that it was, oh my God, this is a great creme away. Um, over at Il Molino at the Swan, well, it seems like I'm keeping like all, all around Epcot here, with yeah. exception of my last one. <laughs> um, uh, Il Molino over at the Swan. Absolutely one of the most underrated restaurants at Walt Disney World. But they have, you don't see this too many places. Um, They have uh, an Italian dessert called a tartufo. 
And what tartufo is, is basically gelato encased in chocolate and served with whipped cream um, and a zavioni. Um, it's $11. Uh, sometimes uh, tartufo will have a cherry in the center. And when I say it's gelato, it's all, I mean, it's frozen solid. It's frozen solid. So it's not like a creamy gelato in the middle of this. Um, okay. These are, you know, covered in chocolate and then, you know, flash frozen. So usually when they come to the table, they're, they're, they're hard, like hard and you got to ch chip through it. But, oh my God, I absolutely love Tartufo. There was a rest. I used to work at an Italian restaurant in New Jersey back in the day, talking 1981, 1982. Um, and that was my first exposure to gelato Tartufo and mm -hmm. fell in love with it there. And that was the best one I ever had. This is second best. So that's over at Omelino. And then uh, the chocolate flight at uh, the Wave, uh, the chocolate croissant bread pudding, um, a uh, brownie creme brulee and German chocolate cake, the German chocolate cake. Oh, my God. $11. Um, and just one other example of why the Wave is just an incredible, incredible restaurant. Um, I love that, love that chocolate flight. But let's uh, let's go over to you, Sean. Okay, and see what um, you what you picked. Uh, I had five on mine because these are literally the five that I do go out of my way to get. Um, one is uh, at Disney Springs. I will go out of my way to get uh, a mega milkshake at the AMC Dine-In Theater. Um, you don't have to be seeing a movie or anything there you can actually just go in the dine-in theater area and go up to the bar and they will make you the milkshake there at the bar counter service and it is incredibly good it's very very thin um uh, so it's very liquidy um which is more like how they do it in europe for milkshakes and i just think that's so much better than the extremely thick ones that we have here that are hard to get through a straw um my other absolute go-to is uh called duo it's at the uh, patisserie. Denny told me the name before. You got I forgot. it. <laughs> um, so the patisserie uh, in uh, the French pavilion over in Epcot. It is so, so, so good. It is like this layer of really light mousse. There is white chocolate. There's dark chocolate. There's milk chocolate. And it's all just extremely light. You could drop the spoon from up above and it would just fall all the way through it because it's that smooth. Um it's all these different types of chocolate. Well, it is only two types technically, but they have like white chocolate garnish around the side. So they don't count that one. But um, it uh, is, I had the price somewhere and I don't know where it went, but it, it also counts as a snack credit. It really bothers me when people like don't use their snack credits well. So I try to advise people on good ways to use them. So definitely this is worth a snack credit for sure, as well as going out of your way. Um, the school bread in the Norway pavilion. Um, I always, always go out of my way to get school bread. It's my favorite thing. I don't like coconut at all. It's not coconut's nothing I would ever put on anything, but this is like sweet bread. It's injected with custard in the middle, much like the rest of us are. So, um, and then it has toasted coconut on top of it. And it is just phenomenal. And it's like $4. It's about $4, four fifty. So it's a really good shareable size snack for people. Um, 
I also got on my way for the pineapple upside down cake, uh, Dole Whip cake at Adventureland over in the Magic Kingdom. That's six forty nine. That's also a snack credit. Um, and I mean, six bucks is a really, really good way to spend the snack credit. And it is a really good uh, pe- uh, like single serving of pineapple upside down cake. And it has like big chunks of pineapple inside. And it has maraschino cherries on top. And then, of course, the really cold Dole Whip on top along with the hot cake. Just it does something. It's fantastic. And as far as a restaurant, a sit-down dining goes, um, it, it my choice was the Spice Trade Candy Bar at Sanaa. It's $8, and I actually had to copy down what all is in it because it's such a long list of things. Uh, so they make a custom-made candy bar at Sanaa, and um, it has coconut, apricot, caramel, pistachio, cashew coated with uh, it, cashew, and it's coated with milk chocolate and topped with chai cream, pistachio crumbs, and apricot jelly. And it has a lot going on in it, but it is phenomenally good. And it's worth going out of your way to go to Sanaa, but also get dessert there because that's worth it. Okay. Those, those are my five. Sorry. So, All right. <laughs> you, you, you forced me, you forced me to add two more to my list before I let the other guys go. (laughs) I got to add these in because I completely forgot about them. But uh, Sean was talking about the patisserie, but right across from Chefs de France, uh, the French pavilion, there's a kiosk that that has soft serve ice cream. The chocolate soft serve here is the best you will ever taste. And that is absolutely where I, very difficult for me to walk past that. And, and not get a chocolate soft serve from there. It's like it's made with silk is the only way I can describe it. And it has just got a great flavor to it. And Sean was mentioning uh, the, the, the Kringle Bakery in the Norway Pavilion. One of my other all-time favorite things is uh, the, uh, where is it? Where is it? The Lefse. The Lefse uh, dessert. Um, this is a flatbread that has butter and cinnamon sugar and then it's rolled up and you just want to take (laughs) pounds of this and shove it into your mouth it is so so good so um yeah i forgot about those and the lefts of breads i think four dollars 3.99 so all right how to get those in Denny, what about you? What's on your list? Okay, so right off the bat, Sean, you stole one of mine. I had the, the Spice Trade candy bar. I mean, that is the bomb, and I totally agree. You go out of your way. If you've never been to Sanaa, Sanaa is just um, it's fantastic to go to anyhow. There's a lot of value to it. It's not the least expensive option for dining, but it is something that you will definitely get what you pay for and you'll leave with a really neat experience. And oh yeah, there's a giraffe waltzing by as you eat your food. So that's pretty amazing. Um, on my list, of course, the No Way Jose from Beaches and Cream um, over at uh, the Beach Club Resort. You have to put something, you got to stop by. If you're talking about desserts, I feel like you got to stop by Beaches and Cream. Um, their new location is a little less, I mean, I, I liked it. It's just, I know a lot of people have looked at it and gone, okay, it's less charming. They've taken some of the you know, the uniqueness away, that kind of thing. I totally get that. However, 
go ahead and go over there and get the No Way Jose. It's a it's a Sunday that features uh, chocolate and peanut butter, and it is fantastic. Anything with hot fudge on it is a good thing in my book. Um, next, the fried wontons from Yak and Yeti in Disney's Animal Kingdom. We have stopped by the restaurant only to get the fried wontons before, just to go in and have dessert. It was toward um, park close, and we were able to kind of slip in there. You have pineapple. There's vanilla ice cream. These amazing uh, filled wontons with cream cheese and pineapple on the inside, and they just are fantastic. Fantastic. So please go get those. Um, next is at the Germany Pavilion in Epcot at Caramel Kuche. Okay, that's my best pronunciation of that. I'll have to defer to Craig on that. He is the one who knows how best to say that. But out of all of the amazing treats in that case, my very favorite is the dark chocolate seesaw sea salt salt uh i can't say it sea salt caramel so i'll go in and get those i've been giving them as a gift before and it's fantastic um but it is they'll have milk chocolate and dark chocolate and when i asked the cast member my very first time trying to decide between the two she hinted at the dark chocolate and she has not steered me wrong this is something i will absolutely stop in my tracks jump into that store and get um and the last on my list right now, and these are kind of the grab and go ones, but the, I guess with the way that I tour around the parks, I, I like grabbing and, and going with things. Um, it is the coconut macaroon at the Boardwalk Bakery. So if you've been to Disneyland and you've seen that amazing Matterhorn macaroon with the white chocolate on top and you've taken the cute little Instagram picture um, in front of the actual Matterhorn and then you've shoved that thing in your mouth, it is just so good. And it's perfect for sharing because it's huge. Or you eat some now, you eat some later after you toss it in your backpack for the rest of your day. It's so good. And the closest thing that we have to that is the coconut macaroon at the Boardwalk Bakery. It is nicely sized. It's not in the shape of the Matterhorn, unfortunately, and does not feature that white chocolate drizzle on top, but it comes really, really close. And I savor every morsel because it reminds me of Disneyland. And it's so, so good. Um, honorable mention would be anything in the dessert case at Sunshine Seasons in the Lamb Pavilion at Epcot. They are the ones who, um, you know, them and the contemporary, the Contempo Cafe at the Contemporary, their bakery teams are just the bakery teams. Fantastic. They like to go next level with cupcakes and specialty desserts for like anniversaries and, and big things like that that you want to celebrate. They um, were the first to get the rose gold cupcake thing going at Sunshine Seasons. And they were the um, last year they did an, an annual pass holder secret snack. And they had it there at Sunshine Seasons. And it actually was um, an ice cream sandwich. It was a gelato sandwich, and they did not use gelato in any other treat at the time other than this really cool annual pass holder gelato sandwich, and it was delicious. So that's that's my list right now, but I'll likely add more to it like you did, Pete. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe you're going to use best anything and Contempo Cafe in the same Hey, sentence. 
Yes. I'm serious. That bakery team is top notch. No joke. All right. All mm-hmm. right. I'll take your word for it because, you know, generally speaking, I think anything coming out of a con- Contempo Cafe is uh, is an unusual fail. Well, I think maybe it's his proximity. Uh, it gets some of the stank from Chef Mickey's on it. And because it seems like that's like the black hole of culinary decency at the contemporary because you've got the wave and you've got the California grill there as well. So it's kind of this disconnect for me. But um, yeah, that's, that's just what I think. Uh, Fiasco, what about you? All right. So my list here is in order of my favorite to, uh, to well, they're all my favorites, but number one is number one. And that is my number one favorite rest. My more favorite dessert that I would go out of my way for on Disney property is actually at Rainforest Cafe. And that's the volcano coming in at 15 bucks. You have what is a chocolate cake ice cream volcano with hot fudge. The cast members there, the the waiters and waitresses there come over and they make a big deal out of it. It's a great birthday cake, but it's also a great anytime cake. Um, It's one of those things where when I go out to eat just me and Haley, we're always like, oh, we really want dessert. But we really like never actually get dessert at Rainforest Cafe. That is that's that's the difference, because a lot of times what pushes our cravings over to going there is the volcano. It's just the best. Uh, Number two is the Kungaloosh at Jungle Skipper Canteen. Now, I would definitely say that this is worth going out of your way for as well. It's nine dollars. Although I would say Jungle Skipper Canteen is just in general worth going to, um, especially as far as the dining at Magic Kingdom is concerned. I consider it to be the best, but the Kungaloosh is, again, chocolate cake. You can kind of see a a recurring trend here with me and what I like. Uh, With cashew caramel ice cream, again, the trend is continuing, uh, topped with coffee dust. Like I said, $9. And that is just amazing. That was a contender for my favorite dessert for a while. But like it's it was one of those desserts where the first time I had it, I said, this is my favorite dessert on property, hands down. But then like as time progressed, you're like, oh, no, I still kind of like the volcano a little bit more. Um, but number three, I would say also in that category, the first time I ate it, I was like, this is the best thing ever, is the Toledo Tapas Bar mm-hmm. at Grandestino Tower, up on Grandestino Tower at Toledo. That's 12 bucks, and it's basically like a super fancy candy bar. Um, and as you eat through it, there's different flavors on different portions of the bar. Uh, it starts with uh, coffee, then chocolate, then raspberry, then lemon curd. And yeah, that's twelve bucks. And it's it's an experience. Um, this is a fantastic dessert. I would if you if you end up at Toledo, definitely, definitely, definitely get this because it's it's something definitely it's something different. Uh, and then my fourth, which I would say is more of like an honorable mention because you're definitely not really having to go out of your way for it. Is just Dole Whip. Uh, you can basically get Dole Whip almost anywhere now. Uh, it used to be, you know, Magic Kingdom Polynesian. That's where you got it. But now you can find it everywhere just because of its popularity. But still, uh, I know people who have been to Disney World multiple times and tell me, I've never had Dole Whip. And to that, I say that you've never been to Disney. Uh, and go out of your way to make sure you get that. And it's not very hard to do anymore. Okay. I got to disagree with you on the dessert from Toledo. I tried that when I was there and it was just the, 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 the icing on the crap Sunday that was that meal. Um, I thought that was terrible person. Oh no. Oh, um, it almost yeah, made my I, list. I, I liked it. 
I I absolutely despised. I, I just hated that meal. That meal was terrible. It was terrible. Um, and when you, you know, because that opened and then, you know, shortly after that, we got uh, Topolino's over at oh. Riviera and you saw how brilliant Topolino was. Um, like, okay, what, what's, what's the issue? You're a mile away. Share some recipes. Um, did uh, anybody else have anything they wanted to add after hearing everybody else's? I, I didn't. I, I felt pretty sure in mind. Those are the five that I listed that I go out of the out of my way for. Um, but I mean, it's not technically dessert, but I guess cheese can kind of be dessert. But at Toledo, there is a blue cheese tapas option that was just, I think, the best blue cheese I've ever had. Um, I can't remember. It had something else in it because it's just was sprung on me and I remembered it when we started talking about it. But uh, whatever it is that's there, it was phenomenal. Like that, that tapas dish. I did. I was at that meal with Pete and I did agree that I didn't care that much about my entree. But the actual tapas dishes, I wish I would have gotten more of those, except they're like, they really can add up pretty quickly. <laughs> so, yeah. I would yeah. mention one more thing. Sorry, Denny. No, you're fine. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Okay. Um, I would mention one more thing. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of it, but it's the ice cream place in the back of the France Pavilion. I think that mm-hmm. – I, I hear people talk about their favorite ice cream all the time. A lot of yes. people say Ample Hills is their favorite. Um, I think that's the best. They have seasonal flavors. So like during the fall, you can get pumpkin spice sorbet. Uh, during uh, Christmas time, you can get gingerbread mm-hmm. and – it is just top-notch ice cream. It's so good. And if you haven't had it, you should have it. Yeah, I concur with that completely. I love that ice cream shop. Um, I just wanted to uh, just throw out there, what my favorite thing to get in the park is um, just a plain old hot fudge sundae from Hollywood Scoops and Disney's Hollywood Studios. I mean, there's nothing better than sitting at the base of the Tower of Terror and having an ice cream sundae. So if you think that if you're in the park and you're thinking, you know, I'm just going to pass by that. If you want ice cream, it's great. It's hand scooped. Also, keep an eye out, especially in the studios, for seasonal desserts, snacks, and treats. Over the past several years, they've done a great job of really introducing fun and different things, like during Halloween, during Christmas, and you can kind of make your own little checklist and just go right on through, trekking through and eating all those, those fun desserts. But, okay, something to keep in mind. From my perspective, they do... They create Instagram desserts, right? They look great and they're very Instagrammable, but they're terrible. Um, whereas Disneyland does Instagrammable desserts that are actually good. Oh, yeah. Um, this has always bothered me is that, you know, <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're, you know, it's like, I always say this, world is like the jealous younger brother of the popular older brother that tries to copy what the older brother does, but never seems to get it right. And that is definitely true in snacks and desserts. Um, you know, I, I, Disneyland has it down to a science. They're Instagrammable, but they're also really good. But Disney World is just kind of that flat, one-dimensional character of that with a lot of these desserts, because I've tried, you know, I've yet to have one. I've yet really? to try one where I said, wow, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll have these incredible cupcakes, right? That it's got, you know, 
that has all this decoration on it. It's all great. And then you bite into it and it's basically the taste of sugar and nothing else. And there's no other flavor. There's no, nothing special about it. And that just pisses me off to no end. But that's a topic for another show. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. We'll be back with you again next week. Have a great week, folks.